course, that was it. I couldn't see him, but I knew he was there, his spooky hands upon my elderly hips, burning with passion through my easy wash nighty. His ghostly member felt like Casper's arm holding an apple. I'm having one, I screamed as his ectoplasm shot all across my bazungas before I heard his voice whisper softly in my ear. Fuck the Tories. Oh, I'm sorry, you just caught me reading a particularly erotic chapter of my grandmother's journal. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Adequate. Our ongoing mission, until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior, to review every episode and movie of Star Trek in existence. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where many other candle slags have gone before. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, treks and trekkers all over the planet, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome to a very special episode of Trekking Up North. For it is our first anniversary. Isn't that actually crazy? It is terrifying. We've got to a year of doing this bullshit. <laughs> and what's even more terrifying is we have not one special guest in Isaac, but we have two special guests in the form of the Sir Mark, the candle? Sir Mark of hey! Cartier, <laughs> who, ja who decides to join after you I just got everything together. Is that you, Ronan? Ronan, come here. Oh no, it's gone, it's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Are you there, Mark? Can you hear me, Mark? He's waving. Can. can you hear me? God yes. damn you for causing this. Right. <laughs> where, where is Mark today? Where I, is I Mark always expect you to, to phone in and just be like, I, I'm in the trunk of Patrick Stewart's car. <laughs> it's a bit dark. It's okay. I've been there so often that I've I've left some uh, personal items, so it's kind of comfy. <laughs> you just pick them up again. You're just like, oh, I forgot this last time. <laughs> well. I need jam eater shirts, Isaac. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> I love it. Well. Oh, fix me, Goodwill. I'm only I'm half a I'm fixing you, man. Will you slow down? Will you just keep the audience entertained, will you? I'm busy. Well, I can't, I can't, do it. I can't. Didn't like that candle. Well, everybody, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. This is Trekking Up North, and as always, the USS Adequate is mildly broken. There we go. Everybody is there. Nope, not just yet. He's nearly there. He's nearly there. He's nearly there. Don't shake your head at me. This is live. On, move me. Move me over there. I'm trying. <laughs> Shut up, you ginger slag. Right. The <laughs> handle slag. Oh, my God. There I we have go. so many green candles. I have, I have just a table full of green candles. Well. And they're not showing up on the camera. It, so is, it's like... it is our first anniversary doing trekking up north and it wouldn't be trekking up north if we didn't have uh, emergency uh, maintenance straight <laughs> at the beginning of the episode i need this romulan ale right now my first question oh. to everybody is I'll, I'll i'll start with um medical officer beverly snatch 
Um, Heavily snared. Who I'm going to sneak in suspicion, maybe science officer Sonoys, who's had a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it's like... How are you? How are you this week? <laughs> it's I've got... I've just been like... I've sat on the sat on the wrong instrument, but uh, I'm doing really well. I'm. It's kind of shocking because we were we were joking about this of going, oh yeah, we'll have our like one year anniversary eventually, and then we're like, wait, it's isn't it next week? And we're like, no, no, we started it much later than, no, oh okay, <laughs> we didn't realize like until we just started for, uh, recording last week, and then the dabo wheel it giveth. And it gave us this. You fixed this, it. I cannot you think bastard. of a better episode to get for our anniversary than this one. Because from the start, we've been fingers crossed, candle slag, or a uh, code of honor. And we got one of them at last. <laughs> you, I'm telling you. I'm telling I mean, everyone. I saw that happen. I saw that wheel spin. And I'm uh, kind of in uh, Goodwill's uh, camp. I think it was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks it's rigged, and it genuinely wasn't. It's he genuinely... says this. He says this, but there was some f ferocious typing before we went live, and then all I heard was, <laughs> and I was just like, hmm, some shenanigans are about to happen. Some doings are transpiring. It's it's why I'm so amused by it because, yeah, <laughs> like, it's like even like. Yeah, I, even if I'd chosen to fix it, it would have still been perfect. But like, no, I, I it wasn't fixed. Uh, it is very random and I'm very pleased that we got this one. I, I have one final question for you before we move on to the wonderful Isaac Sinoise. Um, hmm. Are you bringing that wig to Vegas? <laughs> no. If I'm wearing Aww. a wig, I will be wearing a better one. This is... This is cheap shit. You are making <laughs> so. me question my sexuality. Uh, <laughs> I'll do a Scully. I'll do a Scully cosplay. I, I have a thing. We'll get I have all a thing of the for redheads. Gingers out the way. I have a thing for redheads, and he emerged, and I'm just like, hmm. So, <laughs> anyway, moving on to the land down under. It is very early in the morning in that and there, Australia's, which many people believe is fake and does not exist. Isaac from Unplanned Trek, the jam eater in a flat cap. How are you this Saturday morning, sir? I'm really good. And first of all, congratulations to you guys for one year. That's fantastic. Big fan of the show and excited to be here today. As a returning guest, I'm actually wondering, am I worthy of a um, a place on the USS Adequate? Can I have a role or am I just have like you seen us? Salem Quace and just <laughs> walk around the ship and not, not really know and then disappear? Is that what? my role? How, how like, allergic to death are you? Because that, oh, yeah, that determines yeah, yeah. where we put you. <laughs> yeah, look... Um, you can only really test these things by exposing me to it, I guess. But well, I, I guess mean, mild rash would be how I describe the, it. The thing you need to the thing you need to remember about the USS Adequate is the cocktail bars on deck six and the geese roam freely on deck twelve. That's why deck twelve is forever sealed, because someone <laughs> decided to unlock all the cages. Let's do it. But no, our Geesian masters will soon take control. Because science officer Senois is a Geesian from the planet Honk. Honk. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful to have you here, Isaac. Moving on to the man, the myth, the legend, the one who consumes all the whiskey. Live from the Shuttlepod Show Studio, Dental Office, Massage and Chiropractic 
dentistry. It is Mark Carty of the Shuttle Pod Show. Hello, sir. How are you this Friday? I'm awesome. How are you? Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I have been preparing for this show all week and I have not left this chair all day because I have been so excited and mildly terrified at the prospect of discussing Sub Rosa with Science Officer Sunoise because I knew <laughs> deep down the wig was coming out. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it did. I got to say when that image of... of, of popped up on my computer i was so pleased i was like of course of course amazing uh, just like, i actually uh i want to uh echo uh what isaac just said uh congratulations on your anniversary it's really exciting um also big fans of what uh, what you guys do uh and as a returning guest i too think i deserve a a position on the ship even if it's silly like you know uh, Neelix or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cheese maker. Even though replicators exist. Yes. Mark, I asked for a position, but I wasn't given one. I was just told not that. You were given the no, sure, maybe, maybe. We we need to work out a crew roster. We need to work out a crew roster that we slowly fill up of people. Like you know, I think I think. I, uh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I also. I'm very excited that you finally get to talk about Subrosa, and I'm uh, sorry that I will not be able to be here. I actually have to go. Mm. We've got um, a big sort of last-minute meeting for our live event and uh, the the charity uh, money that we're raising for uh, the show. So this year's live event for us has a lot of uh, a big charitable component. We're, we've got a very large uh, financial goal for um a couple of charities that we're going to announce soon so um i apologize for not being able to be here for the whole thing but i wanted to say happy anniversary do you want to promote no, the so live event you. while you're here say again do you want to promote the live event while you're here live event april 12 <laughs> 13 14 <laughs> <laughs> like we got that bit we we knew that, that, that i'm was the doing a thing <laughs> yeah. there's a thing on yeah the shuttle pod yeah. show live event in april that's the schedule right there. What? That's Whoa, a lot of words. That's fun. quite the manifesto you've got going on. It's three days of uh, watching Star Trek celebrities do staged plays, uh, table reads of Star Trek episodes, and uh, lots of other guests. There's going to be autographs. There's going to be an art gallery of, of Star Trek fan art. So if you have Star Trek fan art uh, and you want it to participate in the gallery, uh, there's going to be a silent auction during our whole event for it. And Proceeds are going to be matched uh, to go to one of a couple of charities. Um, so it'll be fun. And then, and then uh, I believe uh, we have, we're working right now, in fact, uh, we're working on a number of celebrities hosting. We're putting up an auction, uh, a live auction, so that uh, a number of uh, very popular celebrities will be uh, uh, hosting uh, the winner of the auction uh, at, for an evening in the Magic Castle. And uh, if you don't live in LA, we'll we'll figure out a way to make sure that you can <laughs> that you can get here. <laughs> that sounds absolutely so, amazing. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. Absolutely fun. When I when I heard uh, live reads of some scripts, I'm assuming Sub Rosa and I'm assuming Simone's <laughs> is big. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? I would love to do that a read, but it's all the scenes where she's just on her own pretending to climax. 
So it's just me sort of in front of the audience being like, <laughs> having one. <laughs> I can take a little bit of, I, I, I'm kind of okay with, with needing to miss this uh, conversation today because Isaac and I will be talking about this episode again soon uh, on Trek's uh, uh, countdown of uh, 50 Shades of Trek, the, right. the countdown of the 50 sexiest episodes of Star Trek. So. Have we got to number one already? Is that... No, no. That's gone we're down. at 43, I think. What? Hang on. Sub, this isn't the sexiest. Hang on. Sub Rosa is sexy? I might be missing something here. I, 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 <laughs> I thought she was just unwell. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, the show... Shuttle Pod Show live show, uh, April, I believe it's 12th to the 14th, 13th to the 14th. 12th to the 14th, yeah. 12th to the 14th, that is, uh, is it the Gary Marshall Theatre still? Uh, uh, a couple of events will be at the Gary Marshall Theatre, and then the other events will be around town, yeah. So look for the Shuttle Pod Show on all your socials. Yours truly is venturing all the way out west to to be there and annoy everybody there. I might wear one or two <laughs> uniforms. Um, and I might, I might actually do an episode of Trekking Up North where I'm just like, hello. You should do that. You'll you be brilliant. Do that while you're here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm encouraging uh, anyone to do an episode of the show from our from the from the event this year. Counters uh, in. 100%. And if we can help make that happen, we 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 will. We absolutely. did a little bit of it last year, and we got some guests pulled aside for some of the podcasters who were there. It was fun. So um, yeah. And then uh, I believe. Captain Goodwill, you are going to be participating in our quiz, 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 Trek Trivia Explosion test shoot later today. Yes, I am. Later uh, on today. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you. And Isaac, are you going to be there too? Yeah, I'll be there too. Yeah, yeah he'll be there too. <laughs> going to be a busy oh, couple of months. It's Saturday <laughs> where Isaac is. It is. It's, it, but, it is. But no, lovely to have you on, Mark. And I will speak to you later. So. Oh. Before you go, though, Mark, quickly, what do you think of this episode in five words or less? <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah, there that's, we go. that's it. That's it. And with that, we bid Mark farewell as he escapes <laughs> the punishment. <laughs> See you all. Hi, everyone in the chat. Talk to you. See you all later. Bye. 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 <laughs> See, he's he's done it right. He's done it where he's got he's got the featured tag, but he hasn't had to sit through talking through Subrosa for like two hours. So, um, Isaac, while I sought out, while I sought out, no, 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 no. While I sought out science officer Sinoise, um, do you want Sinoise? Do you want to talk about unplanned trek and what is going on with the one hundredth episode? Sure thing, yeah. So I, I host or co-host a, a podcast called Unplanned Trek with my good friend Andrew Hogan. Um, and what we do or have done historically is similar to the Darbo, we all picked a, used the random number generator and picked a random episode across all canon to look at. And what we do is instead of reviewing it, we give out votes. So we look, we give out a three, two, and one to the best characters and the three, two, and one to the worst characters. <laughs> we look for, we give out medals for fighting, for romance, for pets. And we also have recently um, got the, the Neelix medal for any food within the episode. We also look out for anyone that dies. And in this episode, there's a character, some Rosa that is, that actually dies twice, which is something <laughs> that's really exciting for our medals. 
what we've started doing this year is what Mark alluded to, um, something called the 50 Shades of Trek, which is where I've decided to make a list of the 50 sexiest moments of Trek and do a countdown of them in our in our format. So what we're doing now is live rewatches. So we watch it with the sound down and and um, and have a conversation while it's on, which is similar to like a DVD audio commentary, except. Well, I was going to say, except just we don't stay on the subject, but they never tended to either. Um, and then we give out the votes and do those medals at the end. So um, we, it's, it comes out every week and we, we're counting down the sexiest moments. So we're only up to about episode 43. Mark said Sub Rosa is soon. It's not soon. It's going to be a long way deep into it's that. It's got to be top 10. I'm there. sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's <laughs> top 10. It is. But I, it's not number go. one. Because it's... But yeah. it's sexy as fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. I I absolutely love doing the Fifty Shades of Trek. If because uh, as many of our uh, viewers know, I've I've been a guest um, a, a couple of times on them, and I have so much fun with you guys because it's 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 like Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand meets Horny Star Trek. Where we just sit there, we're just like, "Yep, yep, they're climaxing." Oh yeah, they're they're, yeah. and it's, it's it's like it's it's like when we watched up the long ladder, and we just created like this mm. mythos of like the clones were actually like based their entire civilization on bowling, and you know mm. the 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 other the other colonists were just Irish stereotypes that were just fired mm. into space. I'm like, why are the Irish? Yes, um, you know because you know. They are travellers. Uh, we can't say the word gypsy anymore because they are travellers. And it's just... But you will. <laughs> but I will because I don't But care. you can't say traveller either. <laughs> no, that, you can't. traveller. But uh, it's, it's... Wait, so... hold on. Are we saying that the traveller who takes, like, Wesley, is he a gypsy? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. All right, is that what happens? Okay, I thought it was, yeah. I'm glad someone said that takes Wesley. You know, like he kidnapped him. You know, <laughs> I um, mean, he sort of did. Hello, I can give you mystical powers. Just get in my white van. It's like okay, traveler. So, 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 so hang on. This, this, this the, very old bean groomed this teenager, and oh, okay, right, yeah. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Through warp engineering. Oh, how Wesley Crusher got groomed by the traveler. That is. Yeah. That's a hot take. That's I took you to the end take. of the universe. How are you going to repair me? Hmm. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm now Doctor Who. I was going to say, <laughs> God. I was going to say the funny thing about the, the rewatches we do is we just talk like we are now until something sexy happens and then everyone's like this. <laughs> and then it finishes and we start talking again. Yeah. You're just staring at the camera, but occasionally the tongue flicks out. So you're like... Oh dear! Oh my! Um, like, like a lizard. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I love it. But we're doing we're doing a Deep Space Nine one tomorrow. We're doing um, a, a Shattered Mirror. So it's where Kira is a bit all dominatrixy in the Mirror Universe. Oh, it's bisexual yeah. Kira. It, it is. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the 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 shock on Sinai's face when I just. No, no it's, yeah, I think, I think like, it's the yeah, sort of thing yeah, of any yeah. mirror universe entry is probably valid for you know sexiest episodes of Trek because they basically go in the mirror universe everyone's a deviant. It's an yeah. awesome way to spend yeah. a Saturday night and... with these guys as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you were going to say Isaac? Oh yeah, I was just going to say it's just it's just a lot of fun. So yeah. Um, yeah, what we do, we, 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 we press play with the sound down. We encourage other people to do the same. So we give you a bit of a countdown before we hit play. And 
um yeah we do it every week so feel free to head over if you if you want to tomorrow um it's about what time is it now it's probably going to be in about 27 hours time if you're watching here live that we go that we go live and unplanned treks youtube channel is in the description below as well as their spotify page if you want to listen to the audio version uh on there so that's right down in the description right below not just just below this just ginger person uh right here um <clears throat> yeah look down look down there you go there no not there there all I found was my pert breasts. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, so like another chapter from my grandma's erotic diary. <laughs> my so, word, granny. <sighs> Moving swiftly like on. Candle fuckers. Moving. So I can hear mine. I can actually hear it, like crackling, and it's just like. Um, once you goodwill like i said like I saw you. good evening it's gay ronan good evening good afternoon good morning to everybody in the chat we've got becca we've got christopher we've got joe border we've got the shuttle pod show we have got captain's quadrant hello joe we've got the delectable lee we've got beth we've got jake we've got slack twaddle here as well hey slack twaddle we've got peaches we have got every well nancy as well oh fantastic Thank you so much for everyone uh, turning up to our first anniversary extravaganza. We do have a couple of video messages, Science Officers Sanoise and Isaac, oh, yes. that we need I to play. Did you hear about these? Well, be prepared. Well, the Kirk Kirky tried to send me one on WhatsApp, but I think she must have like let her finger let go or something. So Pardon? it was like two seconds long, and I was like, <laughs> I hope that's not the fucking message. Right? <laughs> but no, we... So, yeah, so I haven't actually seen any of these, which is quite good. But we do have an incoming transmission. Incoming transmission. Hello. It is a very special day. Today is trekking up north's first anniversary. Yeah. All being was that not working? Was there a technical issue? No, there was now? no sound on it. Uh, make sure in that scene there's an audio source, maybe. No, it was definitely working. Computer replay oh. again. Hello. It is a very special day. Today is trekking up north's first anniversary. Yeah! So just want to say a big thank you to Captain Goodwill and Sign Off Sign Sign Office Signoids. I can't, I can't say it. Um, like I say, it's been an amazing journey. Like I say, the adventure continues. Love the passion. Love the growth. Love how you used to interact and just hope it continues forever and ever and ever uh, and ever and ever and ever. Uh, love you guys. Well done. So proud. Keep it going. Candle slag anniversary to trekking up north captain goodwill science officer noise thank you so much for having me on as a guest this year and uh i'm sorry i'm not going to be able to watch live tonight i'll be reading a particularly erotic part of my grandmother's journal hey everybody at trekking up north it's david your favorite strange new world background actor and friend um just want to say congratulations on your one year anniversary um what a hell of a year it's been for you guys um, I just want to say thanks for bringing me on board in your uh, December 2023 review episode. It was one of the most fun times of the year for me. Um, it's great knowing you all. Um, I hope nothing but success for you guys going forward. And uh, here's to many more. All the best, everybody.
God bless the lot of them. The lovely oh. cult leader, Paul, Candleslack, General Kirky, <laughs> and the most handsomest Canadian who ever Canadian in uh, nice France, David Jones from Star <laughs> Trek Strange New Worlds. Absolutely love the lot of them. What absolutely humbled by it all. Is, is to Canada a verb now? Is to it? Canada. Have you been Canadaing today? Have you, can Have you, you Canadian? Have you Canadian? Yeah. How can maple syrup? But that was that was one holiday years ago. Well, we can't avoid it any longer. We are. <laughs> okay. First of all, before we do this, who went into this going, okay, it can't be as bad as I remember it. Let's just give it a watch, and then went, oh, <laughs> I'm going to book the trend here. I'm going to book the trend and because I, I, I see the most positive part of any Star Trek episode, okay, <laughs> except um, Requiem for Methuselah. But uh, it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Mm. I think there is some positives within it. Um, however, the positives are outweighed heavily by some very questionable negatives. Um, I heard a lot of banjos and I was very uncomfortable with certain scenes, which we really? will, which we will discuss yeah. later on. Um, visually though, it was stunning. I think this is probably one of the prettiest episodes of the next generation that they ever made. It's just, oh God, that, that, the grandmother staring at me on the screen. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, Can I just say that is one of the most ludicrous scenes in all of Star Trek. That, that scarred that me. Happened. That scarred me for <laughs> life as a child. I did not watch Sub Rosa for about twelve years after that because it terrified me. Really? Yeah, it absolutely. Because I, I never watched horror as a child. I never saw any horror movies yeah. or anything like that. And to see like this old woman in a coffin open her eyes and just sit upright <laughs> like many poos came out as a child so <laughs> it, it it scarred me for life that one uh that is crazy because it's like i have that down as one of the silliest moments of the episode like where i just can't not laugh during that bit because i'm like what is this how did this happen you know like this was on paper and they were like let's go with that so it's, it's great knowing that what they intended actually worked for someone who isn't a weirdo like me. Isaac. The surprise for the surprise for me is that this is so deep into next gen. Like this is yeah. what season seven? Yeah. yeah. This is this, this is feels like season one. This is season well, I, seven, I episode think... fourteen. So this is not even midway. This is towards the end of a seven year run. Yeah. The the whole so thing this about was this episode... episode feels like they just had scripts that they wanted to do and they were trying to get them in somehow before they closed up. That's how it feels to yep. me. They're like, I want to do a ghost story. How do we do it? We don't know. We'll oh, we'll work it out. You know, it. That's how it felt to me. What wasn't this script, yeah, Bran and Braga? Uh, I'm not sure if it was. He, he, if it was, <laughs> I don't think he came up with the idea. Okay. But what um, were you going to say? If you told me this was like season one, episode six, I would believe you. Like it yeah. does feel <laughs> like it. But the the problem with sub rosa is we treat it like it's an episode of star trek you've got to treat it like it's not science fiction and then yeah. you might like it if well, you hold it up to a star trek um standard then it's a really bad episode that, that's, that's what I, 
it, it's, it's like one and done episode of um Scotland. <laughs> Scotland and Ghost. So so Joe um, Joe Border has just confirmed. Joe Border has just confirmed it was a Brandon Braga episode and Freaks directed. Yes, yes, <laughs> he did. This... Do we know that it's an in joke or something? Like, do, do the cast like laugh at this because, like, she she can't have been happy having to do this episode. She wasn't. Gates McFadden yeah, was just, not happy. She does not feel comfortable in this episode. Like, you know, she doesn't appear to be enjoying herself. I think. It so, was, uh, if yeah. Brendan Braga wrote this within two years, he also wrote Threshold. He wasn't. He was having a bad time. He wasn't in a good way. <laughs> I hope he had support. He he got it all out of the way before he moved on to Voyager, better Voyager, and uh, everything else after that. Um, mm. That that's all I'm going to say. Without without Sub Rosa and Threshold, we wouldn't have had Enterprise. So that's all I'm going to say. For mm. that. But to be it has fair, been a to long go, road. To go back <laughs> to what you were saying, uh, Isaac, it's like I I agree with you. This does not feel like a Trek episode. Like I was mm. I was judging this like Trek, and it's just a bit too over the top and surreal. Like in terms of going, mm. there's so many. Oh, we just added new things into it that's never existed before, and it all just kind of vaguely works together. So this is I class this as one of the worst episodes of Star Trek, but possibly one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. It's like that kind of. <laughs> It passes that line of like ludicrousness that you know you're like okay this is probably a really good episode of Doctor Who you know it's... Mm. so the the gentle the gentle dogs are just conf- sorry go on. sorry yeah my twelve year old tricky son I introduced it to this week when I was doing the rewatch and I introduced it as this is either your favorite episode of Trek or the worst thing you've ever seen but there's no middle ground here <laughs> no, there, there is no it's. Yeah, I mean, the Gentle Dogs has just confirmed in the chat there. It was a double writing credit. It was Jerry Taylor and Brannon Braggart who... Uh, <clears throat> no, sorry. <clears throat> Joe Border confirmed it was Jerry Taylor and Brannon Braggart. The Gentle Dogs said, it It seems like an episode from the original series that was rejected, found again, and then rewritten for the next yeah. generation. It does feel like an original series episode, I must admit. It feels like a script they wanted to get out the way before the series finished, you know? Like, someone who'd be... Like, there's probably one guy who was going every season, he was like, oh, can we do the Ghost Candle episode? And they're like, no, no, can we do that? Uh, not this year. Yeah, and then it's at the end, he's like, well, look, we've only got, like, seven episodes left. Okay, we'll do the Ghost yeah. Candle episode. <laughs> so, um, Sinois, as you are so enamoured with this episode, as in you rigged the friggin' wheel... Would you like to read the the premise of the episode for our wonderful audience? But I don't have it, but I'll tell you what happens in it. Basically, <laughs> um, they're in... Okay, so where do we start? Okay, so they are in Space Scotland. They're on a yep. planet called Kaldos, which is a recreation. It's like Disneyland, where they've recreated Scotland uh, on this planet with aliens who want to be Scottish. Uh and so it's all these castles, and I don't know if they just set it up in like a an existing set that another show was using or something. But basically, it has a churchyard, it has an old house and stuff. Uh, and basically, um, Beverly Crusher is at the funeral of her grandma, who moved to this planet. And yeah, and at the funeral, as they're saying words, a strange, uh, beautiful man with long hair throws a flower into the grave. And they all wonder, like, oh, who was this mysterious man who's done such a sort of romantic gesture uh, to her grandma's grave? 
And then when she goes back to the actual house to sort through her grandma's things, she finds out that uh, she had a secret lover and that that man was actually her secret, like, 65-year younger boyfriend. Yeah, she's 100 years old and she was knocking boots with a 34-year-old. Yeah. Now, Operation U-Tree, obviously he's not around in the 24th <laughs> century, but some doors might have been knocked where they're just like... <clears throat> <laughs> I, is... I just love the idea that it's just this guy working through all of the family members basically and it's like oh that's a bit creepy that's a bit leonardo dicaprio anyway um but it's the idea like you know it's something oh well she's got to 100 let's find another one but <laughs> well no sorry i meant 21 but um but it is the idea of how like terrifying it is because she finds in the house she finds like an old candle that her grandma always used to keep lit mm. and then her journals and as she's reading through the journals she's realizes they're really really erotic and they've got all these erotic stories and then she starts feeling weird and basically every time she enters the house she starts um having one where <laughs> where gates mcfadden has to act as though she's being like penetrated by a ghost which is um yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna say I don't think the acting in this is brilliant, but then if you told me, okay, act like you're being touched up by a ghost and you're climaxing, I think I would struggle. I think that is something that acting school never prepares you for, really. Speaking of a good poll, uh, we did uh, have a poll on the Nerdy Up North Twitter about this episode and on the Nerdy Up North Discord, answers of which we will give you at the end of the episode because, <laughs> oh boy, it was a doozy. Um, this, right, when, because obviously the next generation is now in HD, glorious 1080p, so we can actually see the diary. Okay, there was a handwritten diary in the episode. And I'm like, oh, you know, the, the grandmother had a lover. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, this, this journal about Ronin, who is the lover, must have been going on for years and everything like that. Nope. The entry is from the 15th of September 2369, literally a week or so before she passed away. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> she was getting it. We can we can only but hope that we're did, still getting but it. But my question is, did she from die ghosts. of did she die of natural causes? <laughs> she died happy. That's the that's she, the, the important thing. <laughs> Well, she got shot by Bev as well, didn't she? Or Geordie and Data at the end. Like, she died twice. <laughs> she <laughs> did. She died twice. Would she, would she uh, qualify for the Keiko medal as well as the most useless character because she was just dead all the way through? <laughs> well, it sounds like a Bond film, doesn't it? Some nanas die twice. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my hero of the piece is Ned Quint. Nobody listens or mourns Ned Quint. Did it like that candle? Morning, you're not yeah, there we go. I need right. to hear you say it, Isaac. Yeah, Ned Quint was right the whole time. Don't light <laughs> your candles. Don't read your Nana's diary. Just get out of here and go back to, I don't know, Vulcan or somewhere. <laughs> Maybe even just fight the Borg. It's going to be an easier day than handling that diary. Also, like, the existence, <laughs> just... the existence of Space Scotland um, perpetrates the existence of Space England and Space Wales. No, 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 no. It's not. It needs to be more specific than that. Because I, I was thinking, if they've recreated Scotland, not very well, I might add. Yeah, there was no Aldis. Like, well, he, he, he's just like, oh, it's raining in the middle of summer. Oh, this is horrible. And you're like, 
It's meant to be Scotland. You know, Scotland. Sun's out should be a surprise. But, you know, but, uh... And we've seen we've seen the one with the whales, so that's already been covered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about like space Birmingham, where you just have a planet where they're like, we we created Birmingham, you know, and it's. And they're like, why did you do this? And this this alien's like, oh, I remember I went to Birmingham bus station when I was a boy. I saw the tourist <laughs> video from Terry Savalas and I was like, I must recreate this this thing on a planet. The cornerstone from all of our buildings is, came is, from Birmingham. And is, is half that of them why, have already collapsed. Is that why in the history of Star Trek we have never had a Brummie? Because they colonised another world and then became isolationists. And we're like, no. We don't want to be part of your United Federation. Well, you... I think what they did is they waited till it was colonised and then blew the planet up. They were just like... <laughs> <laughs> they were like, right, okay. It was just Cisco being like, I've done some bad things. This is not one of them. Is that why he got promoted? Because he blew up Space Birmingham? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the before the episode where he makes Captain. That's what he does. Joe Boss has just gone... Would be... So go on. Ned Quint would be at the bus station in Birmingham shaking his head like, oh, it's loaded again. Don't it's you get on again. that bus like. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bond has just went Space Island with this dependent moon, Northern Space Island. <laughs> I, just, I just love it, though, that, like, Ned is... You're right, Ned is totally right, but you get the impression that he just got friend-zoned by this nana a very yeah. long time ago. Yeah. He's like, fucking friend zone. Oh, I would have been right in there. I washed my hands of you. And you... <laughs> I'm a glad you washed your hands, Ned. That's good. A spurned a lover. <laughs> He's just like, she's 100 years old and she's still getting pegged. Where's mine? <laughs> and it's just... Take off the beret, Ned. It's not doing anything. What is that beret? <laughs> Wait, that I, is a tea it's, warmer. It's really weird because it's not even like a Scottish... It doesn't look like a Scottish cap. It just looks like they got a beret from a shop and went, yeah, Scottish, fuck it. Isaac but, is more Scottish think... than Ned at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was, I was thinking that. I actually don't think it's a beret. I think it's the bag from the bagpipes. <laughs> He's wearing bagpipes. I'm I'm honestly going to say, like, obviously we have, like, in Wrath of Khan, which we're going to be doing uh, next week, we have it where the Scottish person plays bagpipes because how could we have a film that doesn't include that? And in this, mm -hmm. I was genuinely shocked that there's no bagpipes at all. And I was like, how did they do Space Scotland? And the Americans they resisted did... putting bagpipes in. They did do fog on the bridge of the Enterprise, though, for some reason. <laughs> that's, that's more Newcastle <laughs> than it is... Um... Than it, than it is Scotland. Because as soon as Fog I saw that... is all mine, all mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fog on the prize, it's all mine, all mine. Fog on the prize is all mine. Um, it's, uh... That won't make any sense to you at all, Isaac. That is the most niche Newcastle thing. Isaac's just going, um, why am I on this show? <laughs> no, I'm just happy to be here. You know, sometimes you sit back and just be in the audience. It's fine. <laughs> why couldn't Ned have been like that? He's just happy to... No, so sex, sexy granny nanny. So let's 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 get God Almighty. So Crusher discovers the journal. Yeah. And she starts reading the journal. And she goes back to the Enterprise and she's having a nice sleep. And we see the negligee being removed. 
and then we hear Beverly. And then we get the next scene. I'm waiting for you, Sonoys. We get the next <laughs> we get the next the, scene. The next scene is one we of my favorite are. scenes in all of Trek. And I'm really pleased. Like obviously we worry on this podcast about getting demonetized a lot because we're going, hey, you're not allowed to show a certain clip of stuff. But we've decided, because this is our anniversary episode, we're just going to show you the full clip from the show as it appears, just so you can see how ludicrous this scene is and also how beautiful Beverly Crusher is in this episode. It, yes. It's really good. So as it's our first anniversary, to hell with monetization. Computer. Cut off by YouTube. Computer, roll the clip. Hello. That's not That's the clip. <laughs> Computer, roll the clip again. God damn it, the adequates. You dreamt you were in bed with someone? Not exactly. I was in bed. But there wasn't another person in my dream. It was more like a presence. You said you felt a touch. A pair of hands. They were moving across my skin. Like a caress? Yes. And there was a voice, a man. He whispered my name. It was as if I knew him, or more like he knew me. He knew exactly how I liked to be touched. It was the most physical dream I've ever had. The sensations were very real and extremely arousing. Frankly, I'm envious. I did fall asleep reading a particularly erotic chapter in my grandmother's journal. I can't remember Troy looking like that. Yeah, Troy, Troy looks different. I think maybe it's the <laughs> HD that's like made her look a bit strange or something. But, uh, okay, so uh, um, I'm I'm suddenly very aroused. Um, so yeah, talk me through this scene. This is it. The... <laughs> this scene is basically um, the hat's going yeah, on. By what the way. you heard there, it's. <clears throat> Yay, body ads. I I think that the problem is that like I don't know if this episode makes me a bit uncomfortable because it's like a lot of people talking about stuff that you don't want your characters talking about. Like it is very much the idea of like Beverly Crusher just ha pretending to have orgasms and talking to Troy about it. And I wonder if there's like something deeper there that I'm sort of like freaked out by having this kind of discussion from these characters that are sort of put on a pedestal. It's but it's it's kind of nice though because it shows that they have like multi multiple sides to them. It adds a lot of depth to the characters. But yeah, they, this this scene is just like I never wanted to hear Beverly Crusher say the words like arousing or <laughs> that phrase. It's like, well, I was reading I did stay up very late reading a particularly erotic chapter of my grandma's mm. journal. Right, surely. And then Troy's though, like, right? if I was you, I'd read two chapters tonight. <laughs> I think the awkward bit about it isn't necessarily them talking about romance, sex, whatever, because they, they do that all, they do that all the time when it's just those two anyway. Like there's this isn't the first scene of them talking about relationships or or, or that. Mm. I think what's awkward about it is more this this is in my grandma's diary and oh great yeah. tell me more like if i found <laughs> yeah. my my grandfather's diary and was reading you passages of it you wouldn't be like yeah yeah keep going mate you'd be like <laughs> eh, nay on the grandpa you know it's um yeah. it's not cool it's, it's weird it, you know, like 
Are you saying that we shouldn't be sharing sexual escapades of family members, uh, elderly family members with strangers or with like friends? Look, I don't mean to sound conservative. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's I think I think we should all do this. Okay, everyone in the chat, this is your mission for the weekend. <laughs> as 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 Isaac convert ruin someone's wedding with this conversation. Yeah. As, as Isaac said, conservative, fuck the Tories. Um, this, but it, it, it made me, inc- like, again, it as I hadn't seen it, like, well, I, I hadn't seen it for a long time, but then when you rewatch it with more mature eyes and you listen to the scene and you go, okay, why are you reading your grandmother's poem? Why are you being aroused by your grandmother getting railed by a 34-year-old? <laughs> and what makes you think that someone else would be absolutely comfortable with the fact that you're telling them that you are aroused by reading your grandmother getting railed by a 34-year-old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it's... And then... What, and then, why would you be interested in him too? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what I, I kind of get bothered by, the idea day. that, like, she's not... She's literally, like, within about two days jumping in bed with this guy who's just like, oh, yeah, I love you now. Uh, you it's know, Kirk levels of moronic. And you're like... Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's Kirk levels of moronic, as, as we saw in Requiem for Methuselah, where Kirk's just like, I've known this woman for two hours. I am completely in love with them. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm fighting over a woman. And you're just like, dude, it's been two hours. Crush is just <laughs> like, she gets, you know, she gets enamored with a thing. <laughs> well, I will say, though, okay, that before she reads the journal, doesn't she have an experience with Ronan? Like, she does get a touchy-feely. She gets like a free sample, doesn't she, before she starts reading the journal? So yeah, but it's I can only funeral. assume that it's that at, was yeah, the it's best at the funeral. of her entire fucking life. You it's, know? It's, it's at the funeral where she sees him drop the flower on the coffin, but then obviously he just comes in. He's like, hello, boys. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I the fact know. he just comes into her quarters and starts removing her negligee. Um, and then, like, oh, God, this, this episode just makes me feel so uncomfortable because as we see it progress through the episode, it just gets worse and worse where. Yeah, like the 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 intimate scenes between Ronan and Beverly are just the worst things I have ever seen in my life, and I feel so sorry for Gates McFadden because yeah. we very rarely got a Crusher episode, very very rarely, and it's yeah. the end of the season. You know, it's the end of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's latter half of season seven. We get a Crusher episode, and it's so goddamn Rosa. We never got redemption for her until season three of Star Trek: Picard, twenty odd years later. Yeah. It is it, thirty odd years it, later. It nearly. sucks. Like she, she did not. She got a raw deal of this. I think. I mean, more than one thing got raw when the, <laughs> well, the ghost, Ronan. when Ronan manifested yeah. himself. But uh, this well, is. But like I was saying earlier, it's the, also the fact of like, it, you know, the acting isn't amazing in bits. But I think it's because she didn't care about the script. And how do you do that scene? I have no idea 
how you would me- how you're meant to do what they're asking her to do in particular scenes because it's so. And ludicrous. she nailed it. She nailed it. Yeah, she she does very well at it, and you're just like, yeah. I could not have done anything like that. So taking a sideways step for a moment, imagine your name's Duncan Regger for a moment. You're you've just got a you've got a contract for an episode of Star Trek where you're playing Ronan the Love Ghost. <laughs> you're deep into season seven of a very successful franchise, and you're thinking, I'm minted. I'm going to be in this for years, <laughs> and then you're only in it for this episode. Poor Duncan. <laughs> I, just, I love the idea. That it's like something yeah, got you're, dumped. You're, you're... You're the guest star in one of the most infamous episodes. So it's kind of like... Oh, am I going to be a Klingon? No. But also... Am I going to be a Vulcan? No. <laughs> am I going to be a Borg? No. Yeah. You're going to be a love We're, we're going to have to say it. David, you could have been a ghost slut. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. David, David, you missed out. You're in... Yeah, you played fancy, fancy army guy. It's cool. But were you a slut ghost? You know, bring you back. The candle comes back, and it's David. I mean, this is all. I mean, again, sub sub Rosa for for the infamous A plot. It does have a B plot where the planet's weather system is playing up, and as we've already alluded to, they're like, "Oh, I hope there is no unexpected rain. There is a caber toss tomorrow," and it's just like it's space Scotland. Well, it does actually, because I wrote it down as a note that going, hey, that's not very realistic. But then it later has him saying, you know, like going, oh, I've got a cold and it's, uh, you know, when we tried to recreate Scotland, we didn't want it this accurate. So they kind of acknowledge that it's a Disneyland. It's not a real, like, recreation. It's basically, it looks like Scotland, but it doesn't act like Scotland. But, so but my question is... it's got that kind of awareness, but I'm willing to say that the B plot in this is actually even sillier than the A plot, because... It's just Data and Geordie running around going, why is there fog on the Enterprise? You know, it's it's, like, the, the, and this is the thing. Why does the B-plot happen? Yeah. I don't, I, this is, I don't understand because basically, okay, so spoilers, obviously, but everyone in the chat should have watched this episode before tuning yeah. in because it is an amazing, no, it's an episode of Star Trek. You, you need to watch it but, to experience it. But it's that idea of basically the B-plot is that for some reason, all of the weather controls for this planet that has been specially created have started messing up and that the lightning storms are happening and rain's happening and everything's like there's green clouds everywhere that are all very ghostly and stuff. But it never explains why this is happening. It kind of just goes, oh, it's because the the Nana died and she's got like, uh, what's it called? Anamorphic radiation or she's, something she's got it. anaphasic like, there's an anaphasic field surrounding yeah. the grandmother but like how is that disrupting the weather patterns so it suggests that ronan is doing it deliberately for no real yeah, reason why but then why hasn't this happened in the past because if this has happened every time there's been a sort of i don't know it's just it seems it, very it, it made no sense because like I, I i tried my best today i tried so hard to listen to the episode but the B plot, I was like, okay, right. The weather system is playing up. Um, they are detecting anaphasic uh, particles, radiation, whatever, right? Why? Why is Ronan messing with the weather? What does he achieve by messing with the weather? My thing was, right, the weather should have been messed with if the Enterprise was interfering. If, say, like... 
uh, the governor said, oh, our systems are a little bit older. They could do with a little bit of maintenance. Would you mind helping out? Because we are starting to experience uh, malfunctions because they haven't been fixed. Okay, fair enough, right? So as the Enterprise starts to repair the weather system and use the, the deflector dish to, to share power, that's when they detect the anaphasic stuff and that's when Ronan starts to mess more with the environment. Like, it, it gets more extreme. Right. Do you see what I mean? So, like, oh, it's raining. Oh, well, it wasn't planned to rain today. Oh, but the systems are 100 years old. They could do with an upgrade. Would you mind doing it? Mm. Yeah, sure. And then once Ronan starts interfering because he's beaming up to crush his quarters to, to, to Pega, then mm. the green lightning comes. The fog on the fog on the prize happens and and do you know what i mean and then deck 13 doesn't have gravity that would make that would more, made sense. more sense this is yeah. just like oh the the weather's playing up oh it's because of anaph anaphasic radio okay why like why would like, ronan want to do that on Earth yeah previous why would ronan you know, do that what what does he gain from doing that apart from making the enterprise stay there longer so crusher stays Right. That's the only way I justified it. Like he did it mm. to make the Enterprise stay longer so that he could absorb into Beverly Crusher. But then it's like and, it, and it's all stuff that a better script would have thought about and would have gone, hey, we just need a little aside there to go. Oh, he's deliberately doing it so that they stay longer. But I, I think because it has a lot of ham fisted exposition in this, like the, the scene between Picard and the governor at the beginning, yeah. which literally is just an exposition dump of this is space Scotland. This is why it looks like Scotland. And this is why I moved here. And this is why I look like an alien. And it just it's really ham fisted. It's sort of like going, Did you, you could have worked this in a different way. Did you, know? you notice the tombstones? Yes. No, yes. what? One I didn't read the um, writing on the tombstone. One tombstone was Vader. What was the other one, Isaac? McFly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice this. Yeah, yeah. Vader and McFly. But it, I think the script had more exposition in terms of the weather failures, and I think it was just cut out. Because it, it doesn't... Like, the way we reasoned it there, like, old systems mm. need upgrading... Enterprise is helping. Ronan then finds that if he keeps the Enterprise there, Crusher will stay there so he could absorb, uh, you know, merge with her. Mm. Um, yeah, that would make more sense. But this is just like, uh, he's just doing it for crack. Literally. <laughs> and thing is, I think Joe Borders put... got it, though. In Joe Borders said Ronan just wanted to ruin the caber toss. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> If they cut the explanation scenes, that means that they were worse than what was left in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> what if it was literally just, you know, you know, the scene before Picard, when Picard walks in and sees her sort of like having one on the on the chair. It was just that, but 10 minutes long. Just that, that, that single bit is just extended to that long. I mean, the, the, the other part is when obviously he explains that Ronan explains that he needs the candle to be lit because Ned puts out the candle where he breaks just into the Ned house. Just Ned yeah. appearing at the side there. Yeah. Just like, he looks like space Hitler. Look at him. He's like Shitler. Spitler. Um, Spitler. And it's, but he puts out the candle and then he warns Beverly, you know, you know, get rid of that dinner, light the candle, blah, 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 blah. Um, Ronan is still it's there, so but Rhoda explains to Crusher that I need the candle to be lit, you know, because it takes, it drains me to be my corporeal thought. Why yeah. does he need the candle to be lit? What is the reasoning for the candle to be lit? 
Yeah, it, it kind of it, it suggests that the candle is like this sort of plasma phylactery for him, but it's still this idea of going, but why? Like, we're kind of, we're used to Trek giving us some kind of pseudoscience explanation for stuff, yeah. but this literally just goes, yeah, he just lived in a candle, and it was a plasma candle, and you're like, what? I don't know, sorry. But it's, but it's, <laughs> you, but it's you, like... I need more here. It's like, because he explained at the end, oh, he needed a biological component. Okay, that's fair enough. That's why he was uh, pegging all the Howards. But that really well, sounds... He needed a biological that sounds like, component that was compatible with him. Yeah. And that's why their bloodline, yeah. But pegging the Howards sounds like a really bad Halifax commercial. But it's, it's more... Um, that's the biological component. But what does the... Why the candle? Like... You could understand if it was like a genie in a bottle thing where, you know, his essence is trapped within the fuel for the candle, which would make sense. But this just, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And it's annoying because this is a late series episode where we've had so much, you know, pseudoscience, real science, justifying many, many things. And this is just like, this ghost lives in a candle because, yes... It very much this this whole episode feels very much like they had an idea of what they wanted to do when they worked back from there, rather than you know in terms of going okay we need a we've got a ghost that comes from a candle and it's seducing someone, and you know it's been seducing all of the women and their family. Cool. What show can we apply it to? Okay. Um. Um. Oh, we'll put it on Star Trek. Okay. Well, how would it fit into Star Trek? Uh. Oh, he's not really a ghost. He's actually an alien anaphasic life form, and you're like cool and it just feels like that's as deep as they went you know like they just kind of worked yeah. it in and went okay we'll make it sound a bit sciencey and yeah we'll just tie it in and do and, you do you feel it, though because obviously the gates mcfadden worked with what she had we knew she read yeah. the script and she sighed um <laughs> just like, oh God. yeah she did she, she really did yeah a few script. times yeah but in terms of her, like, the speed of which Crusher fell in love with mm. Ronin, again, I justified it with, yes, he was trying to merge uh, his energy with the biological component. Do you think he sort of infected her with something that sort of enhanced her uh, yeah, no, affections I, the, towards him? The cool thing is that we do get stuff in the later scenes where she is like, well, you know when she... When she gets the candle and she goes to the Enterprise and well, she she goes back to the Enterprise to light the candle and she's like really really fidgety and stuff. Yeah. So it does kind of suggest like that a she's drug. Addicted. Yeah. Yeah. It does suggest mm. that like it's it's on a sort of biological level that it's such an amazing sensation. It's such a high being with Ronan that it is clouding her mind and ruining her judgment effectively. And it and that does kind of come across, but in a very punky way, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's a story of addiction. So it feels to me that the more the more Ronin you have, the more Ronin you need. <laughs> How I much Ronin is there to have, Isaac, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of Ronin. There's a lot of Ronin. And that's not even Ronin <laughs> Keating. Girthy. It's not even Ronin Keating. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, at least he sings. <laughs> Hold on, imagine mm. if it was... What if it reshoot this entire episode, but with Ronin Keating? Well, it would be a very quiet episode. Because he says it best when he says nothing at all. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and on I that, we'll end the episode. I did not expect from a jam eater. I know, yeah. One of them. <laughs> a smile on I'm your face. I'm surprised you know who fucking Ronan Keating is. <laughs> fucking hell. 
It's not the only thing I know of that Ronan Keating. <laughs> That's it. There's two things about Ireland. It's Ronan Keating and Enya. There we go. He's he's big on Space Island. Um, the, um not so much in the, 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 the dependent moon of Northern Ireland, but the Yeah, so the the next bit is there actually joe joe's suggesting that the candle was made of roofy and she was inhaling it like do you reckon the candle was just poppers and <laughs> she's just like sitting there it could have been it's you know. very green you know you don't know what green is <laughs> it's green it's green everything's green at the moment in this room it's, it's disturbing. another scottish reference yeah we, we just had that a couple of weeks ago didn't we what is it it's green <laughs> But the, the other the other issue I have, so obviously she gets more and more enamored all the way through the episode. Then she just makes a decision where she's just like, I'm resigning from Starfleet. Bye. And the fact that, well, no, no, I tell you what, right, I tell you what, I'm going to get to the other scene first with Troy and Crusher, where Troy comes in and goes, oh, I, I, do you want to go do the splits again in uh, the gymnasium <laughs> like we normally do in our leotard? No, 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 I'm in love. And it's just like, I'm in love with Ronin. Now, Deanna Troy is a bit of a shit counsellor in this episode. Because the first thing any good counsellor would go, whoa, hang on a minute, dude. Hang on a minute. You're doing it with your grandmother's lover a few days after your grandmother's funeral. What? To be fair, she does, though. Like, she does basically go, look, you're both people who are grieving and you this isn't like a healthy way to react. So she kind of touches on going, this might be a rebound thing, like hints at. But it's still the idea that she is like, you know, but, but then Beverly just shuts her down, just goes like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm getting railed by but, a ghost, my grandma's lover. I'm sensing confidence in your decision making. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you don't go to you don't go to troy for the counseling she's not the best counselor on board guinan's the best counselor on yes. board if you really are struggling you go to guinan well remember yeah. remember the episode where um troy loses her you know her powers and then realizes actually she's crap at counseling she's crap at psychology it was just because she knew when she was saying something right you know do you do you think that this episode would have benefited greatly if we had Guinan in it? Because Guinan would have probably finished the episode in thirty seconds. <laughs> much much oh, like the candle ghost, I met one of them. Before, much yeah. much like O'Brien in Picard season three, which we've alluded to for exactly a year today, that <laughs> everything could have been sorted within three episodes because he's the greatest Starfleet mm. officer who ever lived. Guinan yeah. would have just looked at her, and just went, "Girl, are you fucking serious? <laughs> this is a ghost." And you are doing the ghost that also did your grandmother. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just sorted but, it out. Or she would have gone the other extreme and been like, because remember that imaginary friend one? She's like, yeah, I believe you've got an imaginary friend. She might have been like, yeah, let's go out and run in together. Let's go to let's go out to the pub together and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you get the impression that Guinan would be the worst, like, you know, you know, would be like the worst influence in the entire world. Be like, oh, is the sex great? Go for it. You know, go for it. <laughs> I was thinking more which other characters, how would have the other main characters of, of Next Gen gone with a, a sex ghost? Right. <laughs> like, Tasha, would, would anyone Tasha else... Yow in a, in a split second would have. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, obviously. that would have ticked a bingo um, card for Tasha Yar. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> Reich would have it on every square of his bingo card, but I'm not yeah. sure if many others would actually go with their grandparents' ghost lover. Picard's got mummy issues already. We know that. <laughs> he wouldn't go there. Um, Data, oh, he's fully functional. Geordie, <laughs> because he's desperate. Um, yeah, Geordie would. Jo- well, Geordie yeah. would be on the holodeck with Leah Brown, so he would. Um... To be fair, it's a hop, step, and a jump from a hologram, really. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, right, in this episode as well, where's Riker? I mean, he's literally yeah. in one okay. scene, and then that's it. Well, that's it. Like, do we, we get, like, one shot of Wolf, I think. We get, like, Riker says something on the com and he's in the background where well, he's on the bridge when the the mist is there the fog and that's it basically it's i think it's an interesting episode though because it's like not having the characters there isn't as bad as it would be in other episodes like you know it kind of goes look they're here they're in shot however it's, we don't yeah it's, it's like say a line you get a paycheck and then you can just forget this episode ever existed like most people do but he's it's... directing it yeah. yeah, but he doesn't want to be in this episode. He's directing it. He's like, yeah, I've seen the script. Yeah, let's just let's minimize my involvement. Well, Lee so just I'm said. I'm just having a look. So this episode is just a, a handful of episodes before Journey's End, which is the last episode with Wesley Crusher in it. Yeah, this episode <laughs> needed Wesley, the grooming one. Is that the yeah the Journey's End? <laughs> the groomed. Uh, um, in, <laughs> In, but if Wesley was here, like for one thing, Ronan wouldn't be interested in him. He only goes for the Howard women. Yeah. Um. Maybe he could have, you know, read the diary along. You know, great grandma's diary and made 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 his mum see some sense. You know. Yeah. I think I think that's an interesting thing. It's the factor of like, yeah, like Wesley's already gone at this point, hasn't he? He's already left with the traveler. That was no, like, just just about yeah, to. He, about. He's um. Oh. He comes back. For Journey's so End, he comes back. Hang on. Oh, so he, but is he? Yeah, okay, cool. I was just going to say, because if he's on the Enterprise at this point, but he, oh, he's not. No, no, like, he's not know, his, his mom's just like, I resigned from Starfleet. I'm going to go and see. <laughs> Imagine no, how uncomfortable just... that would be if your son was just in the house with you while you're getting, like, you know, like. No, he's just finger. killed off 20% of Nova Squadron and is kind of hanging around um, <laughs> <laughs> the the seedy the bars of San Francisco at the moment. Um. <laughs> The another scene I wanted to discuss, uh, which again I thought was very stupid, was uh, when Crusher resigns a commission from Starfleet and Picard mm. barely puts up a fight with her, um, and it's just it's just like, oh, I'm resigning my commission, beam me down, and he's just like, well, you you can't just do that. No, no, I'm doing it. Okay, beam me down. So she beams down, and but- he's just like, okay. I think I think the problem is that she, you know, the I think that that scene kind of plays out properly because, like, you know, she goes, "Oh, well, you can't stop me," and he's like, uh, "Yeah, because he can't," you know. Uh, but then she's just like, "Oh, well, you know, uh, are you going to kidnap me? No, well, beat me down to the planet." And he kind of says, "You're making a mistake," you know, and it it kind of works that way. But then he immediately goes, "Okay, yeah, I can't actually stop you beaming down." Hmm. Like and uh, resigning. However, although he does, there are episodes where he refuses people's resignation. He does. But then, yeah. I guess to be fair, that's when they don't actually just leave. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming that he goes, "Hey, I'm resigning my commission," and then act actively leaving would have been different to him going, "No, I won't let you. Let's follow procedure." It's, it's just like with with all the history that 
you know, Picard and Crusher have to mm. just sort of... It, it was a throwaway scene because he should have fought more. He should have been like, this is completely out of character for you, Beverly. What's going on? Why are you doing... You know, like, what? what is it? It has to come from Troy. The exposition has to come from Troy later on in the ready room where she's just like, oh, she met her grandmother's lover and they are having the 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 sex um so he's you know she's left starfleet to to be with him and that's when he's like no this is completely out of character i think i'm going to meet this ronan and it's just like it should have been both i actually didn't see it the same way I, I thought because of their long history that he was more willing to break the rules and let her go for happiness than to try to mm. keep her like I, I know you so well beverly if you've decided this is the right path for you i'm not going to stand in your way the one issue i had is that with her level of tenure she should have handed in four weeks notice yeah. <laughs> imagine yeah. just this patient who's like sort of mid through treatment or something and he's just like where where's the doctor okay we've got yeah. have you noticed how she dresses as well when she leaves i quite liked her civvies yeah but she dresses was, like a grandmother. I, I quite liked it, but it's strange. It feels like a DS9 outfit. It feels like that kind of... Mm. Yeah, that's what it felt like she, to me. She dresses like a Howard woman. Yeah. Which is obviously a Scottish... Scottish woman. That You know, that that's how... This may have belonged better on DS9, this episode. Yeah, this is after DS9 has started. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is like season two, two DS9. Two or three seasons in? Yeah, yeah season two, season DS9. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is 1994. I can see it fitting there more easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think Goodwill's right. I think it's basically she's dressing like a Howard uh, woman and she's like getting into that life. It's Ned again. Yeah. But it it's just there's so much weird stuff in this. Well, episode. but I mean like, the next the next scene where Picard beams down and yeah. he he knocks on the door and she's just sat there getting <laughs> He literally just yeah. she's just sitting there being like And and she, he's just watching. He's just at the door. He's just like knock, knock. Oh, and it's just <laughs> like, oh, don't mind me. And it's just, oh, <laughs> it, it, it just, yeah. But again, right. And the other question is because obviously they could, the Picard and Ronan confront each other because he's just like, I want to meet this this Ronan. I want to see who I'm up against. Blah 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 blah. And then Data and LaForge. Do you remember the B plot? find that the, the source of the anaphasic radiation is coming from the, coming from the cemetery and it's actually coming from the grave of uh crush's grandmother and they want to exhume her why again why is the grandmother's body linked to the issues with the weather control system why is the grandma's body so full of this like anaphasic what was it anaphasic oh Stuff, uh, but why is it so full of that that they can detect it from orbit? It just seems a bit like what the how would you know? I, I was how say, much like, how was she railed like, where she emanates an energy field from orbit? Yeah, it's all in the diary. It's all in the diary. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Having it every time it was all documented. Do you know what? I'm gonna find the diary entry because someone's probably gonna translate it. Probably Read someone... two chapters of it. Goodwill. Oh my god. I wonder if um, Grandma Howard plays here was good at um, data entry because I imagine this would all graph very well you know <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> how hard it's like one bar is how hard and the other one is how long and she just documents each of them 
But I'm I was surprised she wasn't buried going... in a Y-shaped coffin, to be fair. Like, because Ronan, you know, he's he's a passionate lover, I think. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the actual journal entry that's been transcribed. And it's like the one website is just like, this is a suspicious website. And I'm like, wow, the, the depths of the internet is where you must find the grandmother's journal entry. And I'm just like, this is kind of scary. Um, Are you kind of disappointed maybe... that the, the journal from Sabrosa isn't on a website that's suspicious? You know? <laughs> yeah, is that sort of, it should be on a t shirt. But I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining the diary entry be something like, you know, February 12, went to the shops, bought some apples and grapes. They were all out of milk, came home a little bit disappointed. Ronan came over. We played some backgammon, went yeah. to sleep at nine. Yeah. Instead, it just says, got fucked for hours, was great. Full <laughs> 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 of ghost jizz. Amazing. But the... <sighs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's what they're saying in the chat, okay? I'm just repeating them. It's not me. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my mother who's watching this. And hello, mother. (laughs) Oh, my God, your parents might be watching this. Hello, hello, parents. Um, (laughs) Hello, Goodwill's parents. But like Um, that. Just on the subject, are your parents enamored diary keepers? Nope. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Move along. Wait a minute. I'm going to find my mum's sexy live journal in a couple of years. <laughs> well, sexy live journal. The WordPress oh. website that is forbidden. <laughs> She's got example gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Romulan ale this episode. Um, no, because I... Ronan gets really tetchy that, you know, he doesn't want uh, Beverly's grandmother's body exhumed by Data and LaForge. I didn't know why. I still, to this day, don't know why. He zaps Picard with Palpatine lightning. Um, And then we get to the scene which terrified me as a child where we see... No, 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 no. Before that, okay, I, I actually... I like this scene because with the before scene because basically Picard challenges Ronan and basically just goes, "Hey, okay, cool, you've stolen her away. All of this seems a bit sus, if we're perfectly honest. Uh, so I'd like to see him because no one else has seen him." And then Ronan actually like sort of walks down the stairs as though he's always been there, and Picard's yeah. like, "Oh, you're a real person." But then Picard's and then you know Picard starts going. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions. Like, what ship did you come on? Uh, when did you get here? We can't find anything in the logs. Like, what job do you have? Does the governor even know you you exist kind of thing? And Ronan basically sort of just evaporates. Like, just kind of gives up the game and just goes like, oh, can't really deal with this and just evaporates, you know. So Picard immediately goes, okay, cool. Let's get out of here. And he gets zapped. But the important thing is that what breaks Beverly out of this addiction, what breaks Beverly out of the whole thing and turns the episode round, is that her uh, her b- ability as a doctor and her responsibility as a doctor trumps her personal feelings about Ronan, where she goes, look, he's been, Picard's been zapped by this lightning thing that killed Ned on the Enterprise, so I need to save him so she gets the tricorder out and does all the stuff and whatnot. And Ronan's like, no, no, leave him. We've got to go and, like, you know, stop the others and whatnot. And I just thought it was quite nice that it's basically at the heart of it, she is a doctor and she cares about Picard. And that's what breaks Ronan's spell. Then a grandma it's comes back to that, life. 
it's important you added that last bit that she cares about Picard because she didn't care about Ned. Like if she did, no, no, yeah, fuck Ned. Yeah. Could have just injected him for this? No, if I because can let space Hitler die. But but know? but Ned is right all the way through, and he's trying to dis- he's trying to essentially shut down the weather control system, because you know mm. I your house is haunted, dinner like a candle, and he's just like underneath. He somehow gained access to this like technological weather station that surely like must, gremlin. must have some sort of clearance. He's just walked in and immediately got under the desk and started ripping out wires and then is killed by the feedback from one of the wires. And I was like, so did Ronan is do it, that? Though, or? Isn't it? He gets killed by Ronan. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's Ronan. Feedback, no, but Ronan like triggers the feedback. It. Yeah. And oh, then okay. Ronan, Ronan, just ghost powers. Ronan explains like, I had to kill him, Beverly. Yeah. And she's just like, okay, peg me. And it's just, it, 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 it's like, that, did, that didn't upset her then, but then because it was Picard, that's when she started, started to snap out of it and her duty as a doctor sort of trumped her. And it's just like, mm. you're not, and we've alluded to this in previous episodes of Trekking Up North, you're not a good doctor. <laughs> I, I'm really it's really I here I am dressed as Beverly Crusher but then it's like I'm kind of a bit harsh about Beverly Crusher because yeah she isn't the best doctor like I, I will I, I will be hated for this but I preferred Pulaski in terms of actual skill as a doctor not maybe not as a character because I really like Beverly but you genuinely like Pulaski was actually a better crew member yeah. I think than Crusher and we see all of this stuff where she's like going, "Oh wait, okay, we'll we'll inject him with something. Yeah, he's fine, you know." It's but it just Pulaski wouldn't have put up with any of this. Oh no, no, no Pulaski no, no. would have been what the fuck? You know? No, she sipped Klingon tea with Worf. She would absolutely mm-hmm. never she deal with it. She would have pegged Ronan. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. So God, she'd uh, have turned it she, around she, on him, and he'd be like, "Oh, what's this?" She'd call him Ronan. And yeah, running, running, running. You got to have Ronin in a minute. He literally, just whisper in his ear like the safe word is Enterprise. <laughs> that's, that's what the safe word is Kyle <laughs> In six hundred years, you've never experienced me. The um, the... can I just can I just cut in? Um, do you reckon that Ronin's been trying to kill Quint for years? See, it's one of these weird yeah. things because he just like if if he's actually in like, but it's another plot hole of this episode of going like, how the hell does all of this stuff just happen now? Like where you just go, <laughs> if Quinn has been being a dickhead for years, surely Ronan would have been like, he's a troublemaker. I need to get rid but, of him. But again, like, it's it's like, all right, so he was enamored. Like Ronan with was with Ronan was with the grandmother. How mm. long was he with the grandmother? Was he with the grandmother when she was married? When she gave birth to Beverly's mother? I assume. So I... Oh, so he's Ronan Beverly's grandpa? No. No, he's eight hundred. No, he's eight hundred he years could old. Be. He's he he's eight hundred years old. I don't. Can you have ghost babies? No. Can we put a question in the chat. Can you have ghost babies? <laughs> yeah. So if if Ronan and and Felicia have been together for like. 80 years or so yeah <laughs> the, you know well maybe even just 60 there's there's no reason why apart from science that um he couldn't be 
her grandpa. Because of because but, but they. What they, if she was cheating on? Uh, what if she was cheating on him? Like you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, that sex was great, and then she goes downstairs and lights the candle, and she's like, now he's to still finish the same the job. Answer, though. Yeah, like, but yeah, even if even if, if even if they were still together, um, <laughs> it, you can still get pregnant from being cheated on. <laughs> so it, it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're being cheated on or not. Um, the baby's just Casper. There's still the possibility that that, that Grandpa is um, Ronan. This would be a, a fucked up trip. Jerry Springer episode. It really would. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just standard. It, it, <laughs> there's just a seat with a candle on but but i i always i always <laughs> I, jake's just commented these screenshots look like a cheap itv period drama yep the um the, it but that it, it begs that quick because crusher says towards the beginning of the episode this candle is a family heirloom it's been in the howard clan for for generations and it's never been extinguished my grandmother always kept it lit right so you're like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, so the Howard clan were they doing it with Ronan whilst married, or what was the situation with that? Because obviously we get no mention of Crusher's grandfather in this episode. It's Ronan. We don't get a mention of Crusher's grandfather. <laughs> we also don't get a mention of Crusher's mum. We do. She well, died very um, young. Oh, so she hadn't been Ronan? No, no. Yeah, that, that's she, hold that's, on. that's how they get away with it. Because they say, because uh, after the funeral, uh, Troy and Crusher go to the, the grandmother's house and they explain that Crusher was raised by her grandmother when uh, her mother died when she was very young. So that's how they okay. bypass uh, Crusher's mother being pegged by Ronan. And that's how it like skipped a generation. I'm gonna keep saying pegs because I don't want to say anything else. Um, and it's, yeah. it's 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 good to be consistent. Yeah. It, thank you. Um, so that's how it skipped that uh, generation. But again, it it still begs that question: like, Were they having an affair? Has has all the Howard women had affairs with Ronan? Did he say no? You are married or anything? I, do you see what I mean? It's just like, I, hang on, every single Howard woman has committed infidelity for six hundred years. All I'm hearing is this needs to be a lower decks episode. Oh my god! Yes. Well, while we're that. talking about lower decks, that. always like going, okay, let's just in, add more exposition to this particular little facet of stuff. I want to see the whole Howard family tree thing because there's no way that they're going to be able to leave Subrosa out of. I like, think we've had. I think we've had a, a candle cameo in lower <laughs> decks. Uh, lower decks. So while while you're looking that up, what one thing that I'm thinking is the reason why Beverly had to be the central character of this is that we know about the parents of most other characters by this yeah. point. So we know that Riker, Riker's mum's died. Yeah. We've met Luaxana a lot of times. Mm. Worf, we know um well he's got you could argue the um the Ukrainian parents or his I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like, you know just <laughs> Like this yeah, weird ghost threesome with the dad. We've, we've seen David's mum as well um, in an episode. <laughs> so everyone else had kind of had their parents um, mentioned or alluded to that it had to be a Howard. It had to be. <laughs> My mother has just messaged me saying, hello, nerdy up north. <laughs> Is he watching? Yes. <laughs> uh, so... Uh... 
Hello, Goodwill's mom. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm emigrating to Los Angeles <laughs> and never coming free. back. Um, the yeah. so the way that the 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 way that the 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 episode ends, obviously, it, the final showdown is in the cemetery. We see Crusher's grandmother uh, be possessed by Ronan. The, the, the one thing I want to say is that basically I love one thing I absolutely love about this is that the way they exhume the grave uh, is they just teleport the coffin. They beam it the up. That's brilliant. I, I kind of love it. Like yeah. I was literally expecting it to be like, oh well, we have to dig it up because that's what you do. And they're like, no, we'll just beam the coffin. And you're like, why did you bury it? <laughs> you know, if you have the power to, can you just? It's be like, tradition. It's tradition. But Why did they nick all the cornerstones from Scotland? Because people deserve not to have cornerstones in their houses in Scotland, Sonoys. <laughs> it's a bit drafty in here. It's a bit it? drafty. Some bastard stole it for space Scotland. I would I would say I did want to see more of Kaldos. I wanted to see I, you know, I, can you imagine cuz TNG and DS9 were major fans of these beautiful <laughs> map paintings of colonies. You know, they use the same colony yeah. layout for like 30 different planets. I would have loved to have seen like a beautiful map painting of rolling hills of Kaldos and a and an Aldi in the distance and a Greggs <laughs> in the corner. There, there would be a Greggs. There would there be, would be they, a space Greggs. They Gregg's. had two sets. They had two sets. And I'm not entirely sure that the graveyard set was made for Trek. I, I have a feeling that was just in another soundstage. It's a beautiful like, oh, well. set. It is a beautiful, beautiful set in a disappointing episode. But back to the <laughs> scene where... So it's so obviously the, the, the scene what, that scarred me for life, where Ronan possesses... I keep thinking Ronan Keaton now. Uh, <laughs> take that, possesses Beverly's grandmother. And <laughs> when I'm possessing your name, no matter what I peg you... Um, the you better light that candle. <sighs> so <laughs> the whole episode, but just a Ronan Keaton. <laughs> but why, like, why this whole scene? Like, why does he not want the body exhumed? I, I don't yeah, we, get we, it. And it's also also the fact of like his actions are what fuck him over. Like, yeah, it's, this. Silly thing, it's the way that Ronan reacts to everything, which makes me think that, you know, um, what's the other episode of Next Gen where basically you have the the guy who has to steal the life from Troy in order to like survive, and he basically makes her old and crazy. Oh, uh, that episode there, yeah. And it's and I wonder if it's the transitionary period between, like you know, having one host, which is the grandmother, and the new host where he is weaker or something, and therefore he's more impatient. I don't know, and I feel that's what it is. But the whole fact that they dig up the body, well, they they get the body out, and then they they're scanning it, and then suddenly the grandma just sits upright, grabs both of them, looking straight at the camera, oh. and electrocutes them, and oh. then Beverly runs in and just is like, I mean, if you're trying to gain someone's trust, maybe possessing and puppeteering their dead grandmother, yeah. Is not the way to go about it, you know. Like going, I'm, I'm a good it's a, ghost. It's a grey. I will possess your it's dead. A, it's a grey area, Isaac. That's correct. It's, it's very. I think every party in this scene handled the situation terribly. Right? Yes, Ronan Keaton was a dick, um, but the way that <laughs> the way that the crusher see. 
I'm seeing this, I'm approaching this from a Starfleet, from a Federation angle. Ronan is a life form. A life form that is symbiotically dependent on a biological component, right? Now, yes, what he has done is arguably wrong. He has possessed, shall we say, or incorporated himself <laughs> with the Howard women for over 600 years, right? However, he is still a life form. Surely, and we have seen this previously, Starfleet would yeah. have helped, would have gone, okay, what you have done is wrong. Oh, that, that image of a grandmother. What you have, <laughs> what you, Jesus Christ, move. There we go. What you have done is wrong. However, we have got, <laughs> we have got a team of scientists we will help you. We will find a way for you to exist. Yeah, there's got to be. How there's many got to be a way. Are there going to be on the Enterprise? Like you know. But there's got to be a way, and they just end it where Beverly just goes, "Nope, fuck your candle and fuck you," and just kills him. Yeah, it is the epitome See, of going. The whole point is that you're meant to be connecting with new life forms and, like you know, working with them, and then she just kind of goes. No, no, just But kidding. then it's like but but it's like, okay, he was born in sixteen forty nine in Glasgow and then suddenly I became an anaphasic being be a being and it's just like were you were you a human that morphed into this? Were you an I, actual I alien? I assume it's a lie. Yeah. I, I assume that the being born in Glasgow is But there's the back no backstory. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's, but it doesn't explain it. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no like did he travel to Earth? Did he stumble across it? Well, all I'm hearing here is we need a sequel, okay? Yes! <laughs> yep, yep. A full sequel so, that explains all of the stuff, a redemption of I've thought if if the Federation did take Ronan Keating back, that they would just ignore him like they did with O'Connor. They just... Or, they, or Moriarty. They'd just be like, well, yeah, put this yeah. candle in a fucking cupboard somewhere, right? <laughs> Forget about that. So when O'Connor was on board and trying to sleep with everyone... Right, um, Picard didn't like it, but he certainly didn't try to intervene. So he, the ghost would just go everywhere on board. What I think. Hold on, a, can I just ask: is a, is a condo in your list of fifty sexiest episodes? I believe he is. Yeah. Can I bagsy that one? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay, I'm bagsy <laughs> that one because that that was yeah. sexual awakening as a child, as a teenager, I think. <laughs> so what would be brilliant though is if the Borg assimilated Ronan. <gasps> How? The candle? The, the, assimilate, the, on the candle. assimilate the candle. Just put a couple of double A's up there and just be that'll be it. So not and it still would have been existence. a more shocking villain in the end of season three of Picard. You know, <laughs> it is the Borg. Oh, imagine it, imagine if candle it was, Borg. Imagine if it and was also, the Borg and Ronan resistance is very futile. You know, yeah. you can't resist that. Didn't it open no, that resist, red door? Resistance is, re resistance is fertile. <laughs> <laughs> you will be, you will be pleasured. <laughs> it's just literally the, the the ship's getting attacked, and they're all just sitting on the bridge like. <laughs> If the saucer if the saucer section's rocket, don't come and knock. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh. I just think you know, 
it's a it's a valid tactic, I think. Oh my god, what I is think this we've episode? Broken the captain. What is this episode? <laughs> but I mean, do you guys agree though that like just killing him was the wrong thing to do? It's not Trek, and like we say, so much of this episode isn't Trek. Like Isaac was saying earlier, that's that's the problem with it. It's not that I think that it's a it is a silly idea, but it's more the idea of it feels very shoehorned into something, and that is insulting to what Trek is. I feel, you yeah. know, like they just got a script and slapped Trek bits on it, and even if it wasn't that, that's how it comes across. And the yeah. fact of like you're saying, it has people acting in a very because. He's not like Ronan's not that dangerous, and I think more communication would have helped. He just like, wants know, to they, live. Would have just gone, hey, you're anaphasic, cool. Data can wire something up, and then yeah. we just give you all the anaphasic uh, stuff you need, or we can make a, you know, like he could have been sorted by just communicating. But instead, Beverly sort of takes it for herself, goes, does all of this stuff, doesn't want to really talk to anyone about, you know, she doesn't say to Troy oh yeah, he's a ghost and it's a bit weird because she knows that something is amiss about it all. You know, it's... Yeah, Beverly is in the wrong in this episode, I think. And and the the horrible thing is the last scene, after she's, like, destroyed him because she blows, she grabs the phaser off Geordie, she shoot, uh, destroys the candle, and then he goes, okay, I can exist in you and makes a jump for her. And then she shoots him and he evaporates into green mist, which we assume he's dead. But then the scene afterwards, she's just like, it does look like all of the Howard women were incredibly happy and that there was absolutely nothing wrong yeah. about this actual relationship. Like yeah. it was weird, but it actually was really good for them and gave them very happy lives. And you're like, yeah, so, you know, it's like, it's weird. Like it, this ghost love, but at the end of the day, it's not really malicious. It's, it's, it's literally an... Uh... It's addiction. It's addiction, but it's an alien life form that needs to survive. And I think that the episode got it wrong where they didn't take a step back and go, yeah, what he's done is wrong, but he is an alien life form that needs to survive. It is the 24th century. He doesn't have to do this. We could maybe find a way for him to mm. exist without the need uh, to possess a biologically compatible life form you know we could you know we could maybe take him away and do this you know find a way for him to be corporeal without the need of doing women and it's just what you're trying to what you're trying to do here is trek fit fix it yeah 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 this isn't a star trek episode it's it's You've got to remove science fiction from it. Yeah. You can't fix it. Well, it's science fiction. diction. It's, I don't know about anything else. It's. I, I think it, this is if, if this is an episode scene. of Charmed or Buffy yeah. or Medium. Ooh, it's not Star Trek. A Charmed yeah, episode. This yes. would have been a Charmed episode. Oh, it absolutely up. would have been yeah. a Charmed I'm episode. Still dressed appropriately, but it's a. But I, I do think though, like if it had just had one scene about how like Crusher's grandma, like had stopped turning up for work properly. She was a dickhead to everyone. She was always angsty and kept wanting to go back to the house. And she called Ned like a bastard all the time and stuff because she was so <laughs> desperate to get home to get back to that ghost dick. You know, that that would have, you know, I think that would have been better. But effectively what we see is even if it's an addiction, it's a totally survivable and enjoyable <laughs> one. You know, in a kind of weird thing, like, if she was just like, oh, I didn't see her ever because she, all she did was stay in a house, like, you know, like coming buckets. But, 
No wonder she. I mean, the the lifespan of an average human in the twenty fourth century is like hundred and fifty years old. She died at a hundred. Yeah. She did Without not die. Ghost fingering, she would have died she, at seventy. Yeah, I'm she did not. No, right she did not die of natural causes. She orgasmed <laughs> to death. Yeah, is that I'm... considered natural causes? Just asking. <laughs> so, um, but it, but it's yeah, it's. It, I always try and see the positive in an episode. Sub Rosa has been very difficult, but it was an incredibly pretty episode. Beautiful sets, beautiful house, beautiful outfits as well. Beautiful outfits, a hundred percent beautiful. Except for that hat, that hat is shit. Ronan, good fog. Ronan was stunning. I'm gonna say he was a he was a 16th century dandy man. That's what I'm gonna say. He was I mean, a fancy I lad. Say, I, I wasn't actually that bothered by Ronan, like, uh, like you know, the way he looks and stuff. But I think it's because at the same time this episode came out, like Simon Templeman exist, uh, existed, which a lot of people will know as the voice of Kane from the Legacy of Kane series. Yeah. But the fact that he looks the same way, I just kind of go like, oh, that's who I would have cast. And I would have got someone who might have attempted a Scottish accent, maybe. Like, yeah. it's that thing. He's like, I'm from Glasgow. And you're like, the fuck are you? Yeah, because <laughs> for, for for people in America uh, or who generally don't know the Scottish accent, there is multiple Scottish accents. My sister is uh, Scottish. You can cut glass with the uh, Glasgow accent. Yeah, my, my sister is Scottish. And for the longest time, I struggled to understand what she was saying. And she was from Edinburgh. Glasgow makes the Edinburgh accent the Queen's English. Um, and when you hear Ronan, he's just like, hello, Beverly, I am Ronan. <laughs> Where in reality, he was just like, hey, you fucking Jeff. And it's just. Can <laughs> we redub this episode? Isaac, you need to have an unplanned episode where you just redub the whole thing but in authentic Glaswegian. Oh my god, could you imagine? Like um, the candle, can, can, Beverly, I'm going to finger you. GBT do that? Oh god. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm just reading the comments there. Nina. Hiya, Nina. <laughs> Lovely Nina. She just went, she she watched this episode when she came home from surgery. She was high on painkillers. It was the perfect fever dream episode. Yeah, no. Joe Border says, for God's sakes, man, he was going to ruin the caper toss. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did have to die, you know. <laughs> Christopher he, says he was going to ruin the cable. Christopher says he just realised the screenshot of the the groundskeeper right there <laughs> it looks like Tommy <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> How's that? Then? A little. <laughs> um, but seriously though, like on on a serious question, if you you know someone who is going through the next generation for the first time. Would you recommend this episode as a cautionary tale, or would you just recommend they avoid it altogether? I, I I'm gonna answer this first. For me, I like it being a little surprise because literally I spoke to three people, okay, mentioning like three people who aren't really Star Trek fans, but they watched it as a kid, mm. kind of thing. And I I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing an anniversary episode, and like the you know like hilariously the episode that we rolled was subrosa and they're like Fix. oh i don't know it that well and i'm like and i'm like you know oh the ghost candle one and they're like oh that one <laughs> you know and even people who aren't hardcore trekkies are like 
I remember this, and I kind of like the idea of not warning someone about it, then watching through TNG and getting to this and being like, what the fuck, like the rest of us, you know? <laughs> Isaac? Yeah, most people that watch these days would watch in order as well. You'd probably go through a binge. By the time you got to this one, all the characters are really well established. I think it would be fun to watch it for the first time in order because, it, it as I say, everyone's established, but it's also such a, a, a right-hand turn. Like, you don't, you don't feel like this would be the episode that you would get. You can, you know, setting up an episode at Grandma's funeral, you, you wouldn't think that that's going to lead to... to you know multiple ghost sex scandals um scenes during the episode like it's just it's just it's it doesn't belong but it belongs where it does i am so Deep in season seven i am so glad right now isaac that my lightsaber which is green um is downstairs out the way because i think beverly beverly Euphemism? snatch yeah beverly snatch would be very aroused at the moment um <laughs> Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, we did a poll about Subrosa on the Nerdy Up North. How, how big was this poll? Uh, Lee's. Was it as big as Ronan's? Lee size. Um, oh, we, my Yeah, God. exactly. Um, we did a poll on the Nerdy Up North uh, Twitter page and the Nerdy Up North Discord. Now, this was an easy question this week to answer, uh, to ask, sorry, um, because there wasn't really much to discuss uh, to go in depth about so the question was would you allow yourself to be penetrated by the same malevolent creature that penetrated your grandmother hi goodwill's mum just just saying yeah the multiple choices were a take me candle daddy b course not c buy me a drink first d what happens on caldus <laughs> I'll go first. To be fair, week. to be fair, I'm I'm annoyed with myself that because I wrote these options, I'm annoyed that I put of course not rather than didn't he light that candle? <laughs> yeah, didn't <laughs> light that candle. Uh, so on the nerdy up north Twitter, the poll closed uh, an hour ago. The results are with a stunning forty-two point nine percent of the vote. Buy me a drink first. Oh, with so a, they're not jumping straight to ghost sex. With a very close second, take me candle, daddy. Okay. And then 14.3%, the prudes, said of course not. Um, and then one person voted for what happens on Kaldos. And I'm just like, I want to meet you because <laughs> you sound fun. What was the results on the Discord? <laughs> we, this is quite odd because usually we get exactly the same results yeah. between like both the polls. We actually have different stuff. In Ooh. the lead, we have Take Me Candle Daddy. Uh, then in second, very close second place again, though, we have Buy Me a Drink First. Fair cop. Uh, and then, yeah, third place, we have What Happens on Kaldos. And we don't have any votes for Of Course Not. Well, we do, but it's bloody the bot again, so, so we don't count it. Our, our findings determined that the Nerdy Up North Discord members are the most debauched <laughs> of all Discord members who would quite happily jump at the chance for a ghost to mount them like a lion. Would be. <laughs> it's because he's not as rough as Lee. That's the, that's <laughs> the reason. He's the warm-up act. <laughs> he's the warm-up act your nana deserves. For Christ. Oh... <sighs> You say something and then you're just like, Jesus Christ. They say, um, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm hating this episode because it's allowed us to say the things that we've said in this. 
I'll, I'll, I'll try to steer it for you. Uh, I did vote in the Twitter poll. Which vote did I do? Buy me a drink first. I did not. You did Candle Daddy. I did. You yeah. dirty Tasmanian. <laughs> Good grief. Well, what if what if the option was, uh, what is it? <laughs> buy, buy me some jam first. <laughs> buy me some jam. <laughs> I mean, you know, in, in all fairness, I did Why vote... Why is this candle covered in jam? I did vote take me candle, Daddy. But, uh... <laughs> I, I voted for buy me a drink first, actually, I think. Yeah, did, did you? Yeah. Really? I'm mm. quite shocked at that. It must be the wig. Well, you know. What if there was, if there was multiple candles? <laughs> Just... I could have mm, yeah, why stop? Why stop with one candle? Yeah, why, yeah. Start, why stop with one candle? You could have a whole... What are they called? Oh. It's like one of those weird advent calendars you get, you know, where it's like, where where is chocolate? How can chocolate? <laughs> Shall we call wrap... it the, the 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 Bengals advent calendar, the eternal flame? Oh, <laughs> yeah. but the candles just on fire. The the calendar's just on fire, and you're like, oh. <laughs> for December. Eyes. Yeah, this is pointless. You know, Give me your hand, crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your hand, Ronan. The smile Let's on your face your lets me know that you need me. <laughs> when you light up that candle, you know I can feel you. You say it best. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes have gone green. <laughs> Do you hear Ned, Ned Quinn complaining? <laughs> That's it. It goes like the mouth. Close your eyes. <laughs> Can you hear Ned complaining? <laughs> is anyone in the? Does anyone in the chat like the music? Just, just curious. Oh God! You heard me sing last week. We are singing again this week. No, no. At least it's not fear for the heart again. Uh, <laughs> Shall we wrap up this episode? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. I'm going to look through my that. notes to see if there's anything that we that haven't mentioned. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next week. Next week, it is a very special episode of Trekking Up North. Another special episode, you say? Yes, it is. Because next week is part two of our Star Trek movie reviews, where me and science officer Sinoir... We'll be, Sinoir. Sinoir. we'll be reviewing one of the greatest Star Trek movies ever created, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, with special guest Captain Joe Dove of Captain's <laughs> Quadrant. I have got my Monster Maroon uniform, so I will be in the <laughs> correct cosplay. Hooray. But I am very much looking forward to next week. After the motion picture where we had more than one criticism i i had a, i had a, a plethora of criticism but i'm i'm really excited for this because i watched rafikan the other week like reminding it uh reminding myself about it and i'm like oh finally a good trek movie and because i wasn't sure how quickly they started how quickly they found their feet but they really do it is it's it, it's basically going wow you translated trek to a movie as yeah. you should have done with the first one and failed badly at you know it it this it, is it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened today 
Like no. the how crap the first one was, you would not have not greenlit a second movie. No, Absolutely no. not. No. Can unless I make they, a request? Unless it was a contract week? that they had to do. They were like, hey, we've got three movies signed up, but we saw what happened with um what's it called? The Harry Potter, the Fantastic Beasts one, where they were like, mm. hey, we're gonna make seven movies. Maybe not, actually. <laughs> you know, these are terrible. So let's just give up. What were you gonna say, Isaac? Yeah. Um, can I make a request next week that in, anytime you say the K word within the pod, can you say card? <laughs> oh, we were anyway. I I was yeah, actually good. what I was going to suggest. Well, this week we were doing candle slag and whatnot. I think we should get yeah. all of our fans to film a video and post a video on either the Discord or the Twitter or something of them doing Khan. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see Excellent. some, and then maybe we could make a montage for the episode just of all of these cards. I think put that some beats over the top of that. Make a song. Flame Daniel. <laughs> oh fuck! Let's get Adam. We <laughs> let's get everyone to record them doing Khan, and then we'll bully uh, this Viking sex god Adam to put <laughs> put it to music. <sighs> Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I am, yeah. I, I, Upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very much looking forward to it because after the sour palate that is Subarosa to to actually experience teenage mutant ninja Spock, <laughs> um, to experience probably perfect Trek, um, is going to be extremely refreshing because this movie was a lot of first for the Star Trek. Uh, we got the Monster Maroons. We got um, so many legendary lines. We got an amazing score. Nick Mayer just controlling the whole thing and bringing that like dark naval feel to the whole uh, movie. It was it, it's absolutely brilliant, and I I really can't wait to review it next week. Um, yeah, I am melted. From Subrosa and too many Romulan ales because that's what I was drinking all the way through my little cocktail. So is Beverly, mate. She, <laughs> 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 she was also ruined as well. Um, <laughs> Science Officer Sinise, are you streaming after this episode? I am. I am. I'm going to be streaming on Twitch. Uh, we're going to try a new game. I don't know how long it is, so I have a feeling that I'm going to try this new horror game that's made to be an old school horror game uh, based upon Silent Hill, which is my favorite. Um, and I have a feeling it might only last like an hour. So we'll play something else if we run out of that. Ooh, but yeah, so now I must warn you that this, this Sunday begins Drag Idol in Newcastle, which is my intensely busy period of the year, which basically is six weeks of my life that I never get back, uh, which means that I am probably going to be a bit quiet on social media. So I will still be on the Trek podcast, but... I might not be as invested as usual, but obviously that's why I've pre-watched Wrath of Khan and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I will be here every week and yeah, we will have a lot of fun with it. Isaac, uh, sorry, go on. Yeah. I just want to say though, uh, I am so incredibly happy that we got Subrosa and we've been able to do this for this episode because I will attest it was not fixed. The entire thing is totally random and is wonderful serendipitous yeah and i'm kind of i'm trying to work out like what this would not have been as good for a first episode had we rolled something just plain like a boring episode so i'm very glad that after so long 
of the wheel giving us stuff that we didn't want or another mediocre like original series episode or something that we actually got something that we can have this much fun with when we needed it so my faith in the wheel has been restored i think <laughs> and thank you everyone in the chat for joining in oh it's been brilliant handle slag on social media uh isaac what is coming up for unplanned trek so we are continuing our Fifty Shades of Trek over the next forty-three weeks. We've got. We're also really close to our hundredth episode, which we've actually just finished doing. And I'll, I'll let you know what we're doing for it. We've um, me and my co-host Andrew and Mark, who was in earlier, we all picked our favourite episodes of Trek and gave it the unplanned treatment. So it's like a triple episode that we've done. So I Andrew picked the animated series episode yesteryear. Mark picked TNG's cause and effect, and I picked the one with the whales. And so, yeah, they're back-to-back episodes. It's a really long pod, and intermixed, we've got some nice messages, including from from the captain himself congratulating us on reaching 100. So that that will come out in in a few weeks too. But what we're recording tomorrow, I think, is our 98th episode. So we're we're getting really close to that 100. We're trying to decide at the moment what we're going to do for Discovery as well. We, um, We haven't... We've just gone random episodes throughout rather than doing new content. But given it's the last season, we might do that on a weekly and put 50 Shades on hold during that time. But we, we haven't actually, we're still in discussions in the group chat about what we want to do there. But yeah, yeah there's, there's always something happening where um, we release, uh, we do the live things on Sunday morning, our random release a pod, an edited version um, about two weeks later. So yeah, there's plenty of ways to hear us if you like. If you, if and particularly if you haven't um, come across me before, um, being on here today, um, please give us a follow or, or check us out because we we have um, just as much fun as these guys and are completely unhinged as well. We're um, yeah, we're a good we're a, if if you guys are trekking up north, we should be trekking down south, which yeah. I think is already taken by an, um, an adult pod. But um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Beverly's uh, lit that candle down there. So yeah. trekking down so yeah, That's we should, right. we should absolutely like to, reform. Just like that, I've really enjoyed being on here with you guys today. And I would have come on for any episode. The fact that you gave me sub roses, though, like I'm like, I don't care what time, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this this is the thing is we were going like, oh, for the hundred uh, for the you know, our one year anniversary and stuff. Oh yeah, we'll just do an episode, it'll just be a normal episode and we'll probably sort of like put decorations up and stuff and that's kind of what we've discussed and then as soon as we rolled Sabrosa, we were like we who who we need to get people on well, you know and it became a much bigger thing but it was funny because you know, mark because of the mark was rolled. laughing in the chat last week he was like ha ha you got Sabrosa," and i was just like you're coming on uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like ha 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 um i love the fact that you've gone sub rosa isaac <laughs> yes um Check out, uh, as I said earlier in the episode, guys, check out everything that Unplanned Trek does uh, in the description below. Uh, I just want to say, though, because I know we've, we've yeah, you jam eater. Um, He's a jam eater. I, work I, <laughs> oh, no, we're going to dab. There we go. Um, I know we've we've had a laugh, but I, I really want to thank uh, Sonoy's and everyone at Nerdy Up North for allowing and, and doing Trekking Up North for an entire year. What started out as a little show to review season three of Picard on a weekly basis sort of 
in a couple of weeks exploded into this juggernaut of unhinged debauchery which exists today and we created a universe within a universe we had Keiko O'Brien as <laughs> the greatest villain who ever existed in the Star Trek universe we had can- oh, yes. yes we had <laughs> the, the origin of candle slag started with season three of Picard um we we spawned the USS adequate uh, we had size up. We had a mirror universe sonoise. We've had goth sonoise. We've now got Beverly sonoise. Uh, Beverly snatch. <laughs> Beverly sorry, snatch. Beverly snatch. We've got Loxana snatch coming up. It's <laughs> like just make doing this show and making friends with everyone around the world has been insane. I would have. I would not do and be where I am today without Nerdy Up North and Trekking Up North and Sunoise um, and making friends with Isaac and Andy and Mark and Sean Ferrick from uh, Trek Culture and Captain uh, Joe Dove from Captain's Quadrant and everyone. I mean, there are so those many bastards people. bastards at the Clone Star podcast. Those bastards. Mike and Joseph <laughs> from Clone Star. We've got It's Got Trek, Patrick, um, Jason Roy Gaston. Um, just so many people like Nina, Nancy, Kelly, Colour with Wonder on Twitch, Kelly yeah. from the Shuttlepod show. You know, she's, she's now an honorary member of Nerdy Up North and it's just... It's it blew my mind because I I never I never wanted this if you know what I mean like it sort of just came around where it was a meeting one day and I was like I think we should review Star Trek to pull in views and then it just became this <laughs> and it's just I'm so grateful I'm so grateful to Sunoise I'm grateful to everyone who decides to come on the show and wonder why they came on the show. Um, and I, I love you all. I really do. Oh, it's so sweet. I think it's it's been really fun because obviously, like, I think this is the best thing that what I found after doing, like, a job that I enjoyed for years and stuff. But it's more the idea of realizing that you can take your nerdy obsessions and stuff and the stuff that really means something to you and then make content and make friends through it and i don't think there's anything better in life than that like you know the fact that you know we've just talked about possibly one of the worst episodes of star trek and we've been able to have a laugh doing it i can't think of many other stuff that you can like talk about the worst aspect of something and have an enjoyable time you know like put a positive uh, spin on it i'm just gonna reiterate it's been wonderful for me as well and it's i can't believe like I, i know i'm not that involved in the as involved as goodwill is with the other people we get and stuff and i usually only chat to them like when they're on the podcast and stuff but it's the fact of the community that we've been able to build and all of the wonderful special guests we've been able to have and you know people like you isaac it's so special i think knowing that yeah it doesn't feel like a year <laughs> it doesn't it it, it really it doesn't. goes the other way too guys like the, the, the community that you build and and you know cultivated here it's really special it's unique and what you guys do isn't isn't a copy and paste of what other people do you know like it's <laughs> it, it's its own special brand and you guys you guys have a really good chemistry and make it really easy for guests like me to be part of it and feel feel just as 
included rather than, you know, we'll have to wait for my turn to talk or anything like that. Like, you, you just encourage people to be themselves and that's what Star Trek's all about. I mean, the point you just made, the cinema's how good is it that we're reviewing an episode from 30 years ago? You know, yeah, like yeah. there's not many other yeah. fan bases that do that, but you know, it's just so much fun. So yeah, th- thank you guys for the, for the year that you guys have, you know, a lot of effort you guys have put in and I'm looking forward to what you guys have around the corner, not just next week, but beyond that. So well done. It's, it's going to be an exciting year. Um, it's, it's going to be an unhinged year. I'm in, I mean, it's totally not, it's, it's totally, coincidental that we share a birthday with the shuttle pod show we did not deliberately do that at all um we did not totally try and rip off the show we we did it because season three of picard started yeah it's just crazy it's just crazy because it's it's nerdy up north's third birthday it's uh our first birthday it's shuttle pod's second birthday and it's the anniversary of season three of picard it's sort of like everything's fell into place and I know the Nerdy Up North podcast, which is our regular Sunday show, will be three years old in April when that mm. first started. But the whole cult, the movement that has been created by Paul, Sammy, Donna uh, and everyone else involved has just been Teenage Mutant Ninja Spock has just been a phenomenon. And I have met so many wonderful people Um through it and it has literally changed my life and this year is an exciting year i'm in los angeles with mark for the shuttle pod live show so there will be a live ish podcast um coming from la if my laptop is not um detained by tsa for suspicious things um me and science officer me and science officer sonoys are both in las vegas in august for stlv so we will be sweating our asses off in a hot convention center in cosplay um <laughs> getting to meet everyone who uh has has come onto the most people who've come onto the show if isaac wants to venture all the way from down under to las vegas if he wants to do a 60 odd hour <laughs> flight to <laughs> to get there um, I need our show. I need our show to be a lot more successful yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. same here um <laughs> But it's it's you know the ability to to be able to go. Do you know what? This is an opportunity. We're going to take it. Let's go to Las Vegas. Let's meet everyone. Let's do a show in another country. That it's insane. I mean, we did it in Annick Castle, the place where Harry Potter was filmed. We filmed a Star Trek episode in the middle of a drag competition. But the the, the thing I will say, okay, is that like, don't. Like, do what you want to do, okay? Yes. Like, you know, I, I find far too many people go, oh, I can't possibly do that because of bullshit reason, you know, X. Like, I, since I embraced drag and I embraced podcasting and I embraced Trek and stuff, I've got to, like, go to London and interview some of the, like, the biggest drag queens in the world and get to meet all these fabulous people, get to interview all these, like, celebrities and things. And I get to talk to all these wonderful Trek celebrities and get to visit places like just the fact that they were like oh you can stay in Annick castle for a week uh and cover this competition and stuff like and then oh you can go to vegas and then meet all these other people these are opportunities that come from seizing the moment <laughs> and that's why i would very much say don't second guess yourself a lot of the time you know because a lot of people go oh i can't do that thing and 
yeah, since I started being more of a yes man and more of a sort of, hey, let's get out that comfort zone, uh, life has got a hundred times better. <laughs> this is... That's excellent. Yeah. Well, well done. Well, there's always a reason to say no. You know, you can always yeah. find a reason not to do something. Yeah, so, that's yeah. it. You, you can yeah. always make yeah. a reason, whereas a lot of the time you're just yeah. going... I, what I started doing is, if you think in the past, am I going to regret not doing this? And then I was like, I probably will. I probably will think back on this a lot and go like, oh, I should have done that. And then you're like, mm. okay, let's just do it then. You know, like, and yeah, it's anyway, there's my life lesson out of the way. <laughs> for, for, for those that, that know me, they know I had a, a, I've had a crap couple of months. Um, put it down. Um So, uh, f yeah. Just before you talk about <laughs> the audio listeners are going. The, the audio, the me. audio listeners are, are just going to go. Why is a dead silence? Sonoy's was deep throating a candle. So, <laughs> why did Isaac laugh at? I've had a bad couple. I've had of a harrowing thing. Oh, oh, it's, oh. it's just, it's just the the how inappropriate it is that Goodwill's like here's a heartfelt thing, and I'm just here being like I'm just gonna deep throat a candle. I love I love the fact our cult leader just went oh dear me, um, <laughs> but not like the, the the last couple of months has been has been crap for me. Um, I, I had a loved one pass away, uh, and I've I I struggled. I I really really struggled, and doing trekking up north has sort of brought me back uh to, to how i was but i also from from the darkness i saw a, a positive chance to change my life um and i made a resolution and i know most people don't stick to resolutions blah, 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 but mine was this is the year i say yes to opportunities this is the year where i go I'm going to do that. I'm going to push the boat out. I'm going to make an investment. I'm going to travel and do these conventions and really push to make this a success that it deserves to be. So it's it, it's going to be a big year for us. Um, I'm going to work extremely hard. I'm going to collaborate with all you wonderful people. Um, I'm going to do those late nights with Isaac when he messages me and goes, I oh, do you want to come on and talk about sexy things? And I'm just going to go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Star Trek too. Talk about sexy things. Yeah, yeah. And, and Star Trek too. Um, yeah. uh, so it, I am very excited. I am very optimistic for everything that's going to happen. And uh, if I don't come back from Vegas, blame Sunrise because something <laughs> no, will yeah, probably happen. It. Uh, <laughs> in the spirit of you both being yes men at the moment feel free to come to tasmania and watch sub rosa with me <laughs> our show yes, needs sorry. to be a bit more successful in order for us to do that <laughs> it's just all you go to las vegas you turn left you'll be here oh you know, is it just left are we yeah. gonna, we'll just do a taylor swift it's fine we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll swim she's we actually now Taylor Swift is an hour away from where I live at the moment. Really? <laughs> what is it like She's Santa? Can you trace her on a map or something? You literally <laughs> can. That's Google the joke. Where is where is Taylor you, Swift? You, you literally can dead. because yeah. flight radar, someone's tagged her private jet. So Really? <laughs> yes. She's playing She's playing three successive nights at the MCG, which can hold seated at least 100,000 people. Okay. So imagining all the people on the actual ground for that, it'd have to be 120, 130,000 each night. 
See, That's crazy. Man. Who'd have thought that an episode of Sub Rosa would go from Sonoy's deep throating a candle to a heartfelt, harrowing moment in my life to talking about Taylor Swift's sellout concerts in Australia? Only trekking up north within a minute. Yeah, within a minute. Only trekking <laughs> Only up our north. Bullshit can do this. Can can de- can deliver the tangents that we do. This is why I is love Tay-Tay doing. The, is Tay Tay in the comments or is she? Is she going anonymous today? Not tonight. Tay-Tay. She isn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure she was uh, impersonating the shuttle pod show earlier on. So uh, mm. yeah, she does look a lot like Mark. Oh, definitely. <laughs> when Mark takes Wait a minute, the cap Have we ever off, seen Mark and them in the same room? No. Have you ever seen Mark with his hat off? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Hey, I've got one of Mark's hats. I bought one off eBay. <laughs> oh, I you just nicked it off him. <laughs> Hold they... on, can you summon him with that? Can you like? <laughs> yeah, is that one of the objects you have to put in a pentagram? What you do? What, what you do? You bake a pie, and then you 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 then you then just put the hat on top, and then suddenly it like Mark just rises from the pie. Well, like. Like a golem. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. How does it look? It's like he's oh, in the room with Hi, him. Mark. I thought you were busy. Mark's back, you know. <laughs> Where are you in the world, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Where's Mark today? Uh, <laughs> it's a bin in South on Sea. Right. Uh, I think it fit me as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, everyone, we're gonna we're gonna have to go, but I just want to thank all the people in the chat. I want to thank everyone who's watched and stuff and... It's been absolutely wonderful to be part of this and thank you for being on this journey with us on Trekking Up North. (laughs) And long may it continue. Until we see you next week, everybody, take care of yourselves. We love you all. Live long and prosper. And as ever, Miles? Miles? Miles. I've just finished reading a fairly erotic chapter in my grandmother's journal. (laughs) 